Welcome to the Books Travel Life podcast, where we create harmony in the world by sharing the love of reading, exploring, and living. I'm your host, Jeremy Wrinkle. On episode two of the Books Travel Life podcast, I'll discuss Daring Greatly, the best-selling book by Brene Brown. During the travel segment, I'll discuss how the travel bug bit me at age six and how I've loved to travel ever since. And then finally, I'll discuss in the life section about a new sport that I've picked up, paddleboarding. Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Books Travel Life podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wrinkle. Today's book we're going to discuss is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Brown challenges us to be vulnerable because whenever we're vulnerable, it allows us to be real. It allows us to be authentic. It it usually catapults us forward in our lives and in our careers. Daring Greatly is based off the Theodore Roosevelt quote, Man in the Arena. Brown shares this quote in her famous TED talk, The Power of Vulnerability. Listen in. There's a great quote that saved me this past year by Theodore Roosevelt. Um, A lot of people refer to it as the man in the arena quote. And it goes like this. It is not the critic who counts. It is not the man who sits and points out how the doer of deeds could have done things better and how he falls and stumbles. The credit goes to the man in the arena whose face is marred with dust and blood and sweat. But when he's in the arena at best... He wins, and at worst, he loses. But when he fails, when he loses, he does so daring greatly. This quote in this book has spoke volumes into my life. A few years ago, I really wasn't being true to myself, being true to others, and I quit putting my creative work out there for the world to see, mainly because of what other people thought about my experiences, my life, my art, my creativity. So after reading the book... I began expressing myself again and soon understood and found people that were in my arena. And those were the only people that matter. The people that are standing there getting bloody, getting involved, and really care genuinely about me are the people that I want in my arena. So who's in your arena? Who can you get to to be behind you? No matter the decisions you make, no matter what career moves you make, no matter what art you create, who is in your arena? And if you don't have anybody in your arena... I'll be in your arena. Everybody needs people to support them, encourage them, and guide them as they walk this journey we call life. So Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. Pick it up today. Uh, you can buy it from the, directly from our website, which allows us to continue to bring you the Books Travel Life podcast. And now a word from today's sponsor. Do you have an unfinished creative work in your life? Are you starting a creative project? Are you overwhelmed, blocked, or uncertain? Are you struggling with where to go next? Live Happy Life Coach can help you overcome creative blocks that stand in the way of completing your projects, inspire you to think bigger and work more productively, overcome fears, doubts, and anxiety that distract our creative minds. For more information on Live Happy Life Coach, click the Life Coaching tab on BooksTravelLife.com. Now back to today's show. Today, instead of talking about a specific place that I enjoy traveling, I decided to talk about how the bug was uh, placed on me, the travel bug, that is. And I can remember I was about six years old, and my mom and dad decided to take our family trip to Florida that year and go to Disney World and go to the ocean and, 
and it was a wonderful experience. I, I can recall several things, some of it from photos, but also uh, I can remember packing up the big Pontiac, white Pontiac car, and beginning to head south, my sister, and my sister that was about one, she came along as well, and we traveled down through Tennessee and Georgia, and I think we stayed the night in Georgia, and then we finished the trip into uh, Florida the the following day. But anyway, a couple of lessons that I remember learning, or games that I played, I remember my mom would always get us these little books to, to improve our skills in school and do those books on the way and we also played the license plate game to see how many different types of license plates that we would see but also another skill that I really learned was to read a map a paper map which is kind of a almost a lost art anymore with GPS's and and previous to that internet directions all those wonderful internet directions of the past and sometimes they would be accurate sometimes they weren't but those were a a few key lessons that i I did learn uh, as we began to travel as a kid as i've grown into an adult i've learned to respect other cultures and understand other cultures and visit big cities and get lost in the art and the the people and just people watching it's really a, a neat experience to you go and you're surrounded by hundreds or sometimes millions of people and you still feel that sense of uh, solitude and aloneness uh, as you're watching and, and taking in the sights and the sounds and the smells and the tastes of wonderful cities. So the travel bug began at about age six and continues uh, as I as I grow older, the desire to do more traveling, especially here in the United States, as we have so many different places to get to visit, the relatively uh, safe areas, relatively culturistic areas that sometimes we often don't think about that we have to travel overseas to get that cultural experience where if we go to a lot of our larger cities here in the U.S., we can see and experience a lot of the same cultures and feels and vibes of traveling overseas. But Europe is still on my list and Australia as well as it is on my wife's bucket list. So that's the travel segment for today. If you have any suggestions on places to travel or places you want me to talk about, you can always send me an email at jeremy at bookstravellife.com. Books Travel Life strives to create harmony in the world by sharing our love of reading, exploring, and living. Do you have a suggestion for a book, a place to travel, or a life topic to discuss on the show? Let us know by emailing Jeremy at jeremy at bookstravellife.com. I got my first paddleboard last summer, and it has been the greatest purchase that I have made in a long time. The exercise I get from it, the balance, the control, and then the solitude as well is, is very great for the mind. My brother introduced me to paddleboarding, and it's just been it's just been great. It's a great time to get out with with family. As I've bought a second paddleboard now that my son can go along or my wife can go, and we just really enjoy getting out on the lake and paddling around and seeing different parts of nature from a different perspective. Because oftentimes we only see water from land, but it's always good to see land from water. There are a few things to take into consideration when purchasing a paddleboard that I really didn't know until I got into actually going to purchase mine. Some 
Sometimes you can get them for as cheap as 250 depending on what you're wanting. If you just want a beginner board to try it out to see if you'll like it. But still, you got, got to keep in mind the weight capacity of these these boards because sometimes they hold 210 sometimes they hold 180 pounds sometimes they go up to 260 and then ultimately 300 and more but that was one thing to consider another thing to consider is the width of the board obviously the wider the board the more stable it is but also more resistance you get with that type of a board with the, the width and then the the overall weight of the board the one that i have is a is a very heavy plastic board and it's kind of bulky it's kind of hard to carry at times uh, sometimes I've heard people having trouble with water getting into various holes or places where you put your plug of your, your board in and it makes it also heavier to get out of the water so just keep those things in mind there are a variety of websites out there to to do your research on your paddle boards as well as a, uh, another option for people is inflatable paddle boards I've had People say they get a lot of good luck with an inflatable paddle board. So those are obviously a lot lighter than what your uh, traditional board would be, but may not be as durable depending on the location in which you paddle board. In the show notes below, I, I will include a couple of websites that I go to when researching paddle boards and what I read as I continued to journey and decide which paddleboard was right for me. And there are a variety of sites, supboardguide.com, standupjournal.com, StandupOutfitters.com, and all those will be found in the show notes, as well as a couple other websites that I found useful to me as I continue to learn more about paddle boarding and whenever I went to purchase my first board. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please let me know what you think. You can always email me at jeremy at bookstravellife.com. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.